Welcome visitors. Dennis Gieseke is here with us. He's been a friend for many years. And uh, just welcome to everyone here. We're glad to have you here. So the question is, why is Tom Anderson giving the sermon today? I'll ask a simple question. How many have ever nodded off during any sermon in your entire life? Okay, that's all right. Well, if everyone finds rest by the end of this sermon, I will have accomplished my goal. Yes, because this series is on rest, finding rest in a restless world. And this is part four. Uh, so the pastor began the series uh, showing. Set these down there, Pastor. Thank you. <clears throat> pastor began the series showing the Sabbath means rest or any special day of prayer or rest resembling the Sabbath. Num seven is a number meaning completion. Talked about seven days to the week, six days of rest, or six days of work, and one day of rest, don't we wish? And we do this every week, and it forms us a rhythm of seven, as it turns out. When God rested, it was a gift to us. Adam was born, or created, on the sixth day, and the first full day of his life, he rested. Now, I don't know why I thought of it, but Adam and Eve must have been the largest newborns in history. <laughs> and Pastor continued, the Sabbath was made holy by God in the fourth commandment, and we're told to remember it. There is peace and rest, calm, quiet, a shalom experience. Remember, we extended the greeting, Shabbat Shalom, to each other during the passing of the peace. Take time to rest. Society is not doing so. Rather, it's go, go, go. God wants us to live in freedom, yet boundaries are needed to experience happiness. Love God and love people the two greatest commandments. Then last week, from the first half of Leviticus 26, Pastor talked how we are rewarded for obeying the Sabbath and ways to practice Sabbath rest, focus on our relationship to God rather than our identity to our work. We're so busy making a name for ourselves, and we have this ongoing struggle with Satan who'd rather build up our pride Three other points were made. Make it a priority to take one day of Sabbath rest a week. Make it intentional to rest. If what we do on Sunday is productive for ourselves, it has to be done, then it really is not Sabbath rest. Make Sabbath rest relational with God and in community with other people, the fellowship of believers where the Holy Spirit is present. Today we will enhance some of these points as we look to Luke 4, 14 through 21. But first let us pray. Lord, as we collectively take a deep breath, help us to become less fearful, less stressed, and more authoritative and stronger 
just by seeing you with us always. We can do this wherever we are and sense your peace, love, and empowering presence right in the midst of our circumstances. You are with us and have given us the authority to command the forces of darkness, such as diseases, negative situations, and evil spirits, to depart. So let us use our God-given authority to pray powerful prayers and usher in the Lord's divine life, health, wisdom, favor, and supply into our lives and the lives of others. Through what the Lord will do in and through us when we pray and seek you your rest, many will see that we have a God who cares, who is willing to help, who is most able, and who can give us sustained rest even to eternity. May these words be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. The text today is going to be from the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter. And just the fact that it's from the Gospel, I'm going to ask you to please stand if you are able. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read, as, and he stood up to read. The scroll, the, the, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Here ends the reading of the gospel. Please be seated. <clears throat> God was standing amongst his fellow worshipers telling them and us why he came. There is great authority here. I would like to propose that since Christ is Lord of all creation, we can rest in him in every area of life by putting our complete trust in him. I'd like to just repeat that. Since Christ is Lord of all creation, we can rest in him in every area of life by putting our complete trust in him. We can trust him for the power and as being the anointed one of God. Jesus came to create a new people with new morals and beliefs from his gospel preaching. A message of love from God first. He first loved us. Our love for him, for our neighbor, ourselves, and its changing power shown in this simple illustration. Jesus loves me, this I know. 
From Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. I share a story of a minister from Oregon who was assigned to provide counseling in a state mental institution. His first assignment was to a padded cell that housed deranged, barely clothed patients. He couldn't even talk to the inmates, let alone counsel them. The only responses he got were groans, moans, and demonic laughter. Then the Holy Spirit prompted him to sit in the middle of the room and for a full hour just sing the famous children's hymn that goes Jesus loves me this I know for the Bible tells me so little ones to him belong they are weak but he is strong now nothing happened at the end of that first day but for weeks, he persisted to sing the same melody with greater conviction each time. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Thank you, ladies. As the days passed, the patients began singing with him one by one. Amazingly, by the end of the first month, 36 of the severely ill patients were transferred from the high dependency ward to a self-care ward. Within a year, all but two were discharged from the mental institution. As one of the best known and loved hymns of all times, this song's popularity lies in revealing Jesus' heart. It shows us no matter what challenges, failures, and mistakes we are dealing with, the love of Jesus remains a constant rest for all of us as we let our hearts be anchored to this truth. Let's look at examples Jesus sets for us from his ministry in Galilee. After resting from 40 days in the wilderness and prevailing over Satan's temptations, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. He tells us in the 14th verse, the Holy Spirit imparts the power here, even as he is present today and living within us. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching, so he was participating in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He shows us here that regular worship should be a primary part of our lives. He stood up to read. He also participated in the service. So if anyone feels that urge, that nod from the Holy Spirit to participate in the service, just uh, please follow through. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. 
and utilizing Isaiah 61 here and Luke 4, which is what Jesus was quoting from, the Holy Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, or Lord God, is on me. The triune God is present here, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because he has anointed me, the Lord of all creation will cause rest and peace to prevail for the downtrodden through this new mission, to proclaim good news to the poor. Through his evangelism, Jesus will provide a new joy for purpose in living, for work, for improved job or vocation, and establishing a new spiritual condition within us. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, to bind up the brokenhearted, broken from sin and darkness, Jesus is coming to shed a new light, the forgiveness of sins, and freedom from anxiety, restlessness, depression, panic attacks, addictions, being too busy, and fear. Jesus said on many occasions, do not be afraid. Peace be with you. And he went on in recovery of sight for the blind, physically and spiritually, providing amazing grace that we just sung about. I once was blind, but now I see. To set the oppressed free, to proclaim liberty to the captives, a new spiritual freedom for the oppression of sin and Satan, our constant battle for us, has already been won by Christ and gives us pause to rest in him. Jesus was including healing the sick, casting out demons, forgiving sins, teaching what social justice means, how we should live, how to find salvation, and raising the dead. Disruptive change? Well, the Lord's will be done for us, even as he showed Joshua in chapter 10. God answering his need during battle as momentum was changing for Israel. On the, day the Lord gave, on, the, on the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and you, moon, over the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jashar, the sun stopped, in the middle of the day, and delayed going down about a full day. So what really happened here? Because the earth rotates around the sun, not the sun around the earth. Roger, could you give me a hand here for a second? This is the sun. We'll call that the sun, in, in proportion. And we'll call this the moon, all right? And this, where we live, the earth. This barcode on here would be where Joseph was fighting in Israel, let's say. Okay? So the sun never goes anywhere anyway. And so it stood still. It's there. The moon stopped, it tells us. So... For the sun and the moon, for the sun to shine on the moon and on to Joshua, okay, but the earth is rotating. 
one time every day and takes all year to go around the sun. So for the sun to continue shining for an extra day and for to receive the light from the moon, what has to happen? Exactly. The earth stopped. It came to rest for a full day. Thank you, Roger. Yeah, you can keep it. <laughs> So even the earth came to rest. He knew Joshua was praying for more daylight, and he made it happen. There has never been a day like it before or since. Joshua's faith rested in the Lord for victory. What the Lord did was astronomical. So for an application, we can pray for repentance, forgiveness, healing, Move our mountain of problems, like Jeff talked about with the mustard seed. If we just have the faith of a mustard seed, we can move our own mountain of problems that we have. And know that he is in complete control of our lives when we give them over to him. Jesus didn't heal everyone, but he did heal everyone who came to him. We can trust the Lord to grant his favor to us, in verse 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. A new era of blessing was being ushered in. He would deliver us from our sins, give us patience by our resting in his loving arms, knowing the day of salvation is now and a gift from God. He has shown us he can care for us in this life as well. In Exodus 34, God asked Moses to come up on Mount Sinai. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down these words, for in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights, without eating bread or drinking water. He had to be cared for in the presence of the Lord, who gave him rest. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Returning then to our gospel text in verse 20. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. Even this was a position of rest he wants us all to be in. Later we see in Ephesians 1, he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In worship, hearing the word is essential. In bringing about rest for the heart, soul, mind, and will, that includes believing, stronger faith, and seeing prophecy fulfilled. Jesus tells us in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sabbath rest, we've talked about as being one day of the week, but it can be 24-7. It is the deep rest of the soul that provides satisfaction that we have peace with God and peace with ourselves. 
because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We cannot have this peace, this contentment, without Jesus. It is a gift from God, an inner calm, an anchor, especially when going through adversities. The great exchange has already taken place. Jesus' life for ours. We can exchange our restlessness for God's peace through prayer, spending time alone with God, and praying with and for each other. Open our Bibles and stay in the Word with intentional readings and daily devotions and worshiping with the fellowship of believers, yet realizing we are only righteous in Christ our Lord. We hear and we're taught to pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's look at one other illustration that shows what happened when one individual sets his heart, mind, and will on the Lord and depended on the Lord's rest. I'm referring to Sandy Koufax, left-handed pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers from 1955 to 1966. Koufax generated headlines by declining to pitch Game 1 of the World Series in 1965 because of his observance of the Jewish religious holiday of Yom Kippur, which fell on Wednesday, October 6th. Also known as the Day of Atonement, it is a complete Sabbath. No work can be performed on that day, and it is the holiest day of the year in Judaism. Its central themes are atonement and repentance. The decision brought national attention as an example of conflict between professional pressures and personal religious beliefs. Don Drysdale pitched the opener, but was hit hard by the Minnesota Twins. In game two, Koufax pitched six innings, giving up two runs, and the Twins won the game five to one and took an early two to nothing lead in the series. The Dodgers fought back in games three and four with wins by Claude Osteen and Don Drysdale. With the series tied at two games to two, Koufax pitched a complete game, four-hit shutout in game five, for three to two lead as the series returned to Minnesota's Metropolitan Stadium for game six. The Twins won game six to force a seventh and final game. Game seven, on just two days of rest, Koufax pitched through fatigue and arthritic pain. Despite giving up on his curveball early in the game, after failing to throw strikes with it in the first two innings, and pitching the rest of the game relying entirely on fastballs, Koufax threw a three-hit shutout to clinch the World Series. The performance earned him his second Most Valuable Player Award in World Series play, and Koufax, Sandy Koufax, the left arm of God, sought out the Lord for spiritual rest first, and was willing to let thy will be done. And so can we, in the righteousness of Christ himself. <clears throat> Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, many of us are overworked and underrested. Help us to surrender our identity fully to Christ, undergoing a repentant heart transformation, 
Through the resurrection, we are offered Sabbath rest. Jesus came to live the perfect life that we cannot do, to die the death we should have died, to offer us the grace and mercy we do not deserve. We contribute nothing but reap all the benefits. We do none of the work but gain all of the reward. We are invited to rest in the finished work of Christ, done on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Amen.